Hi, this is Ben Lowe with Back to the Bible Canada and Truth in Life today with Dr. John Newfeld. And we have the great opportunity again today to discuss a number of the themes in the Bible and questions that have come from our constituents and viewers and listeners. Uh, so we're grateful to have you here today. And we're going to continue right off the bat, uh, starting with a question of salvation. Uh, John, we get a lot of people that connect with us asking salvation questions. Uh, the question that stimulated our conversation today was, how do I know I'm saved? But maybe let's let's step back even from there and say, what is the process of salvation? How do I go about being saved? Yeah, and maybe we can agree just as we start as well, that I don't think there's a bigger question, is there? I mean, you know, you wanna know that when I die, I'll be going to heaven. You wanna know that my account before God is dealt with, I'm reconciled with a father. I mean, how can there be anything more important than that one question? So. If we get everything else wrong, Ben, we ought to get this one right because the eternity of people lies exactly there. Thankfully, that's not a matter that the Bible is confusing about. I mean, I think about Paul. He's in the city of Philippi. Uh, He's been thrown into jail for preaching the gospel. The jailer knows that he's been preaching the gospel in that city. Maybe he's heard some of it. We also know that Paul and then uh, Silas are in prison. They're singing praises to God. No doubt they're recounting the great deeds of God, which must have had something to do with the cross. And then there's an earthquake. The jailer thinks they've escaped. And in the Roman law of that day, if you allow your prisoners to escape, you're gonna die. So he's gonna fall on his own sword. And of course, Paul and Silas say, well, we're here, don't harm yourself. And he rushes in, he calls for lights. And he says, what must I do to be saved? So now, He knows that there's a problem between him and God and he wants to be saved. So the answer there should be about as clear as we can possibly get it, and it is. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, says Paul. You and your household, you believe in the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved. Your household also, everybody that you talk to, believe in Jesus. Now, that's about as clear and unmistakable We don't get saved by our works, by what we accomplish, by the great decisions that we've made in our lives, or by the bad things that we've avoided from doing. We don't ever put a stack together of all the things that I can do. In fact, let me put it this way, and I don't wanna offend people, but it's so important to be clear. We don't get saved by spending enough time in purgatory where we work off all of our bad deeds until we're acceptable before God. But one way, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I mean, that's about as clear as we can be. And should someone ask, Ben, what does it mean to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's the question. That's the next question a person asks. But at least let's settle on that. That's what's required. And then, you know, you go to other passages in Scripture, like Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, there's an unequivocal statement. Two things, confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. Now, in the world in which that was given, remember Paul's writing now to the Roman Christians. Everyone in Rome knew what it meant to confess someone as Lord because they confessed Caesar as Lord. And so to confess Caesar as Lord is to say, I submit myself to Caesar's reign. That's what they were saying. So now you're submitting yourself to Christ's reign. I mean, often, Ben, when when I talk to someone and and, and lead them to Christ, I'll say something like this. Are you willing today to surrender your life into the hands of Jesus? And then I always add, and your lifestyle as well. Hmm. When Jesus calls the shots over everything, will you submit to him, bow the knee, and let him call the shots of your life? 
and they say, yeah, I want to do that. So confess with your mouth and then believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And that includes everything, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He died for my sins. He paid the penalty for my sins. I believe that. He defeated death and rose from the dead and therefore demonstrates he is who he is and offers to me eternal life. Yep, I believe that. So how do we share with those people? Because we know and we've all met people that that are struggling with their salvation. Am I really saved? Yeah. How do I know I'm saved? And we, we understand, so we, we need to believe it. How do I know? Because there's so many guilt-ridden people out there that doubt their salvation. Yeah, they think that the news just can't be that good. Yeah. Now, in truth, let, let me just acknowledge what happens to people. Um, you confess Christ as Savior and Lord, yeah. right? You say, Christ, here's my life, I surrender to you. In an act of daring faith, you entrust your life in the hands of Jesus. And then you find out after some time, wow, I've still got some sins in my life. Christ commanded this, and I didn't do it. And then there's that guilt that comes, and you say, well, maybe I'm not saved. So let me read a passage of Scripture from 1 John chapter 3, which often, I think, gives a lot of people pause, and they think, well, then maybe I'm not saved, because they read this, but let me help in this matter. So 1 John chapter 3, verses 8 and following. So verse 8 says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. (laughs) Now, stop and then say, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. So you're just like him, never ceasing to sin. And then it says, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And then verse 9 is what causes so many to to pause. No one born of God, there's the new birth. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him. He cannot keep on sinning because he is born of God. So what it says is that the minute I surrender to Christ, God does something, theological term for it, regeneration. Mm -hmm. Means he takes the heart of stone, replaces it with a heart of flesh. Prior to submitting to Christ, my heart was unresponsive to God. God, in an act of grace, replaces my heart of stone with a heart of flesh, and I become responsive to God. So I love his word, and, and I love to submit to him. Yeah. But here's the struggle we have, that in this era that we now live, we see immediately a battle engaged. Yeah. Anyone gives their life to Christ, they find themselves loving God and his word, but they find their flesh still activated, which are habitual patterns which continue to repeat habitual sins over and over again. So immediately we've got this struggle going on. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, I want to respond to Christ, and secondly, I've got another force at work in me, and so I'm struggling, and people say, am I really saved? And my response is, what do you want? And if a person says, there's nothing I find is more delight than to do the will of God, that's the saved person talking. No one else talks that way. You know, I, I love Christ, I love his cross, and I love to do the will of God, and I hate myself because I sin. Now, we're going to say to that person, you can learn to win that battle. You can learn to rely on the Holy Spirit and on his power rather than your own. But before we even get there, we need to say to the person, listen, 1 John, where I've read this, just one chapter or two chapters prior to this, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everyone who sins, who knows Christ, says, Christ, I'm confessing to you. Uh, Ben, it was Jonathan Edwards, great preacher, who once said, 
Uh, the thing about a saved person, they may fall into the same sin 99 times. They're just going to get up 100 times. Yeah. They're never going to lie down in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the mark of a believer. We just simply say, I'll never make peace with sin. Yeah. So if you're fighting with sin and sometimes struggling with doubt, I've got good news for you. You wouldn't be fighting that fight were it not for the fact that God gave you a new heart. Yeah. Rejoice. Yeah. In essence, if the struggle wasn't there, you have to start questioning That's your it. relationship with the Lord. Yep. Right? Yep. And you know, it's interesting. I look back over the years of my journey with the Lord, and there's things that are constantly being identified in my own life that I probably wouldn't even considered 10 years ago. Right. And now, in my relationship with the Lord, it's come to light that this is something new I have to deal with. I think before I was saved, I felt guilty about the wrong things, and I felt good about the wrong things as well. Okay. And now I have learned from the Word of God and because my heart is moved by the Word. Yeah. And God has begun to tell me what's really significant. Yeah. I have found, Ben, that failure to give thanks to God for all things, to find my moment by moment delight in Him, that's my greatest sin. I never even knew about that before. Yeah. Yeah. But now I find myself appalled at my lack of thankfulness to God. And I go to God and say, oh, wretched man that I am, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? Mm -hmm. And then as Romans 8 says, but thanks be to God yeah. for our Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, I have this assurance that Christ paid for that sin. Yeah. It's dealt with. And because he did, I really want to live for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want to deal with a little bit of the viewer's question a little bit more because they referenced uh, the John 3, they referenced the uh, Nicodemus, yeah. they referenced the, the, the coin term we often use, born again, mm -hmm. and, and they wanted some sense of what does it really mean? And I guess that's what Nicodemus asked as well. Yeah, and I think so. Well, what does it mean? Yeah, and so I think it's exactly what I've been describing. Yeah. The new birth is that my heart has been changed. Prior to this, my life consisted on being a rebel to God's purposes. Yeah. But upon receiving a new heart, I went from being a rebel to being invited to, seat, to being seated at his table, okay. fellowshipping with him. There's nothing I want more. My heart desires nothing more than to be in the tents of the Lord. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really the new birth. Yeah. There is an awakening inside of me of something I couldn't have believed existed. I want to find God my highest delight. I mean, prior to that, I mean, somebody might have even convinced me that I should be that, but I never desired that. It was just a weight and a burden. Now, it's like my eyes have been opened and I say, wow, I mean, to know God? Yeah, that's the thing, right? You know, I, I'm hoping and praying that even somebody today who's uh, watching this might be inspired to give their lives to the yeah. Lord. So. If they were to do that, yeah. what would you say, other than rejoice, which we will with all yeah. the angels in heaven, what would you suggest are the next steps that they need to take to really uh, gain a foundation for their walk? I think the first step in, always the first, the very thing we're talking about, how do I know that I belong to Christ? Um, there are passages, like the end of Romans 8, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall hardship or danger or nakedness or the sword? I mean, it just lists all the things that people face in life. And it says, no, in all of these things, in everything that I face, I am more than a conqueror through him that I love, that loved me. For I'm convinced that neither height nor depth yeah. nor anything else in all of God's creation will be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. That is, Christ Jesus, who paid for my sin on his cross. Yeah. 
has dealt with the sin question, and he has given me a place at the table of God, and nothing but nothing can pry me loose from there. Somewhere I need to settle it. The first big issue is to settle on the assurance of salvation so you know for certain you belong to Christ. Settle that in your heart more than any other thing. Um, we've talked also briefly, find out about the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Find out what power is available to you. Do a thorough study of the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with his power so that, you know, the life of the Spirit is the life of Christ. Yeah. The Spirit drives you to Jesus. You know, and I'd say also, I mean, the very obvious things. There are disciplines of the Christian life. There are ways of being trained, and they are aids that Christ gives us for the life of Christ. And the aids include be faithful in church attendance. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you associate deeply with brothers and sisters who love Christ. Be in relationship with others. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you're reading the Bible daily. Make sure that you're learning how to pray daily. You know, these are the things that you can do and will be a great aid to you. And those are the structure and the disciplines that you begin to learn. They become like muscle memory sure. in which you build godly habits in your life and you always return to them. And then out of those godly habits, you learn to be faithful in your work, in your evangelism, in the calling of God for special service that God might call you to. I mean, those things all follow. But if you build those essential building blocks, yeah. You keep on going back to them, and those building blocks remind you of the truth. Well, John, thanks so much for the conversation. I hope it's inspired people. Yeah. I hope it's challenged them and at the same time encouraged them. And uh, perhaps even some have come to the Lord as a result. And so thank you so much. And, and remember, you can tune in every week to Truth and Life Today. And you can go to our website at backtothebible.ca to find out all the different ways you can engage with Truth and Life Today. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to sharing again next week. We hope you're enjoying the new Truth in Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth in Life Today.